Hi. Um, so in this episode, you may notice that I have an over-familiar tone with the guest. And this is a disclosure moment. She's my mother. Her name is Christina Chima. Um, she's otherwise known as Kichi. And she will describe and expound on how she got that as her nickname. in a family of almost 10 children. I was the seventh born. What happened was my father was a male nurse. That time they were being called orderly. So he was working from hospital to hospitals. I was born in Mutoko because my father was looking after the lepros. It was a male order in lepros. And um, the day I was born, 1954, 29 July, it's the same time also Lucy Chakwedera, who was a nurse trained by my father, she, was, she also gave birth in the same labor ward to a girl and the husband's sister was a manager, my neighbor. So Joy, she was named Joy, came to live with her aunt when she was very young. So instead of calling me Christina, she used to call me Kichi. Kichi! She was saying, okay. Kichi, handy to I thought they were going with Jesse. Eh? I thought they was going with Jesse. No, no, no. It was Joy. She was saying, okay. Kichi, you are supposed to ask me questions, not to answer. Excuse <laughs> me. Go and do journalism. Anyway, she used to call me Kichi. Then I went to primary school in Harare, from school to school because I was always expelled, because I was a serious bully. I thank God I never left the place with Max because um, it was too much. I was chased from this primary school because I would beat up somebody, the parents would go in and so on. Can we stop you there? Can you talk about growing up in primary school in Harare, what is now known as Mbari? Like mm -hmm. what was that environment and what what are the stories of you as a girl in your family structure that drove you to be a bully? Okay. You're saying your internet is unstable. Anyway, welcome to Africa. So as I was growing up, I had these brothers, the first, the first three were boys, but these two brothers, Buturi Chechu was the second born and Buturi Chechil born. Now me and Buturi Chechu, we just clicked. We were just tight. He used to teach me how to fight. And used to tell me how to do, how to do boxing and I could do judo. And that was it. But then when I was young, baby, baby, before I started Sabe, I used to go to Krish Kustodat. And my elder sister, Mrs. Piri, her name was Lupekere, she used to come for stew because all the primary schools we used to go to stew. Eh? It was free. There was the Rhodesia then. Every lunch time. Okay. So what's true? Was it like a free lunch thing? A free lunch. No, lunch time. Lunch time. Okay. Every primary school child used to go stood at all for stew. And uh, the crash where we used to go, that's where the stew was. So I used to time. When Cecil Pegger walk in and I would start crying, she could not hide. She used to have a lot of problems. 
And the reason why Gustua could not handle, because I used to pitch, these kids, like if I find a kid crying like this, I would just pinch. Except those were my friends. As I was growing, I went to school in Malawi, every holiday up in Arare, in Salisbury, and I could not handle the people in Malawi all because my parents, dangerous parents, child. So what's a dangerous parents? Ah, backwards. They were almost 50 years backwards than me. I was first number. So it, was, it wasn't much fun. There wasn't activity because they were all hero worshipping me. They wanted to know how to dance and I could dance. And they didn't even know the music. At that time, the whole stuff was reggae. Coming back to my upbringing, by the time I was growing up, there was no poverty in the house because the boys had already going up, you know, and my father was looking after Mbara Hostels. That time Mbara Hostels, it was only for bachelors. There was a clinic there. So they used to be given also free food, you know. So that food like beef was always at the house, chicken, you would find everything. You would eat anything in the house. You would look at it around 63, 64, 65. You know, there wasn't any poverty in the family because Baba was hero worshipped, went to Dr. Chima, and some people would come behind the cleaning to be treated. And Teddy had a problem because of his kind heart. That cleaning was only for males. So Teddy could look after women would come when they're sick. You would call ambulance. We used to have a phone by 1956, 83607, that was the number, the telephone. So daddy could, you know, come there. When people come, he would call for an ambulance, pregnant women, somebody was very sick. So daddy was called Dr. Chima. Can I ask about that? Because you said that there was no poverty in your household. Was, was there poverty in other people's households? Did you also, because your father was educated, were you privileged? She was, you know, worshipped in the sense that you treat anybody who came to the house. If people are sick, you treat them. People will give a token if they want to, but you never charged. But you'll call for an ambulance because of the phone. And then uh, the other thing was also that was very good looking. I think you can see. Talk to me. Uh, he was very, very good looking. So you can imagine the women all over. That's why. And uh, the reason of the poverty came in because he was a gambler. You finish his salary. What's much? My heart and all my horses gambling at uh, horse racing. So anyway, uh, that was one of the things which they used to do. He was a show-off, a very big show-off. Where did that come from? If you look back at Graceful, it's a pity. We never, I always, you always used to say, I must bring my tape recorder, you could record his story. That makes me sad. And uh, I didn't. His father was the clerk of Rhodesia and uh, Nyasland and Tanganyika. 
So with those uh, first settlers, those white people, my dad was also carried with the slaves working when they were growing up, him and Bentley, his elder brother. So he, he actually went to school with Julius Nyerere in Ujiji in Tanzania. So that's why Daddy and his brother spoke English fluently because they raised up with those guys. Then uh, on my mother's side, my grandfather was the first reverend ordained by the first missionaries in the Northern region. So he used to also go all over Mozambique for evangelization. That's when they met with uh, Zebedia, my father's uh, father. Then they made an arranged marriage. Because when your daughter and my son grows up, they should marry. That's why Jesse met my father at the wedding day, which was arranged when uh, Jesse was about maybe probably five years, seven years. You know, that's how they got married in 1937. You know. And that Bible was given to my brother, George. When Buti George died, I think he, I'm going to have seen the Bible. It says all the dates. This is how we know when my mother was born, when she got married, because it was all written by the first missionaries that were teaching them. That's why you know that Amai's birthday, 19 February, 1919, and all that. Mm. So this is how it came. And then Graceful also adopted that. Coming back to me, I was one of those dancers. And I used to go out, you know, the boyfriends were more these band players, or soccer guys. So I was into the band players because uh, I was also doing modeling. I did modeling with Mega Calibon, which was classic. I didn't go to uh, Silhouette, which everybody said was uh, hippie hip. The classic one, you look at it today, drinking lemon tea, not drink, uh, putting foundation on your skin all the time, it damages, and you have a clean skin, Sunday you must do the facials and all that. This is what we learned. And not to sitting uh, on the bar stools, we learned all that. I did all that. And then I became, uh, one of the few, uh, Miss, Miss Salisbury, because the other one was Elizabeth Chikaviru. She's in England. Now, <laughs> in our time, I know a lot of people talk about the racism. In our time, you could not see the racism because we had created our own fun. We used to go to Mishandra Pamwe. We used to go to Gwanzura when they have the Mabendi, which was built by the, the Tawenga family, the business people in High Falls, right? And then there was Skyline, which Jopu Kadengu bought. Jopu Kadengu was one of those businessmen who also had Playboy, where we used to go in Job's night sports. Since we were like, I was uh, going out to Bend Boys, my first boyfriend, then my first boyfriend was staying with his parents, and I went out to with Jethro. So this father who was living on his own at his uncle's place. I used to be one of the, I always used to win now to dance until today, nobody can beat me to dance. Sorry, can I ask you that question in that, um, in your teenage years as a woman and growing up like that, what was your relationship like with your mother? The relationship with my mother was so difficult. 
because she was so strong in the Lord and I was a wild child, very, very wild, got clever, I think it's an underestimate. And I used to love sport, like swimming. I used to swim, I used to jog. Number seven, ground recruit, stood at all. I could do 20 around it, non-stop. I was very sporty. I used to play netball at school, you know. So my mother could not understand that because I was never at home. I was, you know, like washing plates and things like that. I always used to have, there was my neighbor, and Christina food, but we would call them my parents in the sense that they were very obedient children who could sweep and clean. So let's say it's my chance to wash plates. I will call Christina, Christina, open the case of my bread and she would wash my place. Because the bad said, look, we used to have one bathing room, one uh, where you wash plates. So it's my turn. I'll take place, put them there. And then I said, Kiri, Kiri. Because I couldn't call her, Kitty, Kitty was special to me. So I said, Iwe, Kiri. And she said, my parents, and I said, Kai would come. And then I started uh, doing, become a fat cook. So I would sell my fat cook to raise money so I can go for swimming. I could pay people to clean the house, you know. Then I was actually dodgy, dodgy. So you know, I look back, I laugh, because it was like that. This is what happened as I was growing up. Going to Skyline, Nwakumona Band would go for free, and people like Auxilia were not allowed to go out, because I used to go it, all the 10 times because of uh, black maybe This is where you can come up with racism. Most of those things used to be done during the day. We could not have our nightclubs at night. I was never at home. She would shout and shout. It would go through this ear and go out that ear. I would not, you see, I accepted it. But I was not at home. So when she shouted at me, it was justified. I would just keep quiet. And I started having a notebook now writing songs. I never, you see, uh, I would fight with my siblings, but with her, I, if she shouted, no, just look. When I look back, I say to myself, Jessie lived her life very frustrated because she had children who were noisy. Yeah. And the times when I was growing up, when I was still young, 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 like crash in the Great, some standard one. The boys used to go and play chabuta. What's that? Chabuta, you know, chabuta was like gambling. King in terror, put money like this, put in, they could raise money like that, buy bread, buy sugar. The boys were very tight with my mother. That would be because, because Graceful would have received his salary, but he's going to play Mahachi. Abusa, yes, all the money. So those boys used to raise money like that. This is how when they went back after they finished secondary school, they all went to Zambia because they had to run away. Wangan Mujanda, time papa, and Gachiri Zabu before uh, Zanupiev was formed. All the time, a soldier looking for them, 
they would beat up, they would break schools, throw stones, and when they have that, I would be in kindergarten, Slava Maichela would come from senior school, come into kindergarten, put Latia on her back, hold me, hold Sisumanche, and run with us. Sisi Slava had that sense of responsibility. Who is Sisi Slava? Sisi Slava is the fifth born sister in my family. She's now my chela. And what number are you? You're seven, right? I'm number seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the time she finished standard six, she left the country. She went to do a form one in Zambia. And by then, Sisi Pekin had already gone to do... And also the brothers had run away to Zambia as well. They've gone to, they used to go to school in Malawi, come back, and then they all went to Zambia. After they finished their O-levels, they'd gone to the elder brother of my father. I just want to summarize. So in terms of the schooling and in terms of everything, so the brothers, you were saying that they were involved in the gambling thing and like black market business yes. stuff? Yes. Yeah. Did they run away to go to Malawi first, or this was when they had come ah, back from Malawi? Zambia. They went straight to Zambia. Okay. Slava and your other sisters had gone to Zambia for high school. No, Sister Peggy went to Malawi for high school. Sister Slava, her name is named after the grandmother of Gracewell and Bentley. So Bentley yeah. had so much value of his grandmother. And he says, Slava is my grandmother. I have to. That's why Sister Slava went to the uh, A schools in Lusaka, Zambia, Kitwe. She started wearing shoes and white socks at an age of 13. She doesn't know poverty. Is that unusual, white socks and white shoes? Is that a sign of wealth? Yes, it was a sign of high school because all of us used to go without shoes to school. It never used to feel bad about it. Yeah. And so was it common just amongst you guys in the family, Kuti, you moved amongst the countries like Malawi, Zambia, and Zim? Or was it yes. common amongst most Zimbabweans? Or was it just special to no, you guys? It were very few. Because if, if you look at me, the time I was going to Malawi, Babaka in Maachi will keep it, buy me a ticket to go by air at very early that time. That's what Grace was to do. You went to, you flew to Malawi? Yes, Air Rhodesia. What year was that? <laughs> Uh, 67, 68, 69. Grace Maria Ipega. But how about <laughs> in general, like when we're talking about the general population of my immigrants, Ikokukumbare, and people who lived in Bari, was it common for people to move around like that? Ah, ah right. That's why the hero worshiped Grace too much. The Said is okay. used to do, but much later. But what is the Manyasa and Desa Baba? Manyasa and Desa used to come from Malawi looking for jobs. They used to stop over at 48 Samasond. Okay. They didn't get them jobs. And what was life like as an immigrant? It was never talked about. Because oh. look after our house. The children come and eat in our house and we're all family. If you look at Mbari, most of the closest family I would talk about, we didn't even know. We only know them now that our mama nyika, our wife, we didn't know. Because it was never there. Independence. It was never. Yeah. That's why you would say socialism 
was there and destroyed. Because if there is a funeral, people will go door to door. Kumbakwa ningikuni rufu. Vaifambani ma buckets vanwaisa utfu. Vamwaisa ime bucket re sugar. Vamwaisa bucket re rice. Vachisa cup, cup, cup and cash. Kanoati muno watu arkuenda kumusha. They will raise money to make sure it goes. There was never that primitive life rebuti kunoroiwa. If it was there, kumamisha fine. But mbari, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Can you talk about the economy that you kind of created within the Mbare system independent of what was happening with the white folk? They were all big businessmen in our time. They my buses, my fleet, and they're all gone. And they never left them for their great-grandchildren. This is the sad part. You went to high school in Malawi, right? The life of a teenager for me was when I come back from Malawi. Did you go for a coro? If they did, they not send a ticket, I'll come by bus. But most of the times, you will send the ticket. Then later, it was now the sisters, like my chelas, who said they send me a ticket to come to Rhodesia. But then when they started having their children, I would be so excited to fly to Zambia. So I would fly there instead of coming to Rhodesia. Now, the fact that Zambia had independence at 64, 1964, made me specialists who lived in African independent countries. They all came with that mentality that I'm going to have my own house. Now, as for me, coming back to my childhood, that's why when I was looking for a house, I was looking for a house in a Mahabros pool in Simple things. I'll tell you why. We used to go to my farms, where there is Sunnydale now. I think you know Sunnydale. I remember one day we went to steal. Heavy. But... And then I was in the tree. So all my friends left me in the tree. And then that white man, that, that family, those big dogs, I could not come down. That was my four or five. The guys went, ah! You know, there was that solidarity with us growing up in Bar. It's still there. Kutumunokum Bari is so proud of having Bari because, well, so I'll tell you what happened. While they went there, they came back about half past six, seven. Nema reken. They started kurumamant. Imbe nema tomba chuflaya. Imbe ka shetuka batam. And then I jumped. Gubodi matiri. I started running. Wajikata ma vanwarwa gubona mzee. Imbe zezati zendatiza for them to try. Even when they shot in the air, we were gone. The You can imagine, and I was below the age of 12. Could they would think like that? Solidarity, Yeah. It was tight. I was just kabu kabu. But that's why my father would call me Kiri, Kamchacha. 
What does that mean? What does um, Kamchacha and Turomagenga mean? An animal. H-A-R-E. What's that? Oh, no, no, I know Turomagenga, but what's Magenga? As in, like, what does that idiom mean? It's a slang of a very more than a cleverest person or, a, or insanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your relationship with your father and your brothers? And what was the greater feeling of society of how men treated women in that time? When you were growing up as a kid and then teenagers? When I was growing up, the thing is, you'd only look back with Bampanes integration in the Boys were given spare room. Issues were sleeping in the kitchen, dining room and kitchen. But the boys slept in the bedroom. You understand? And um, while we were there, we used to do all the chores. But Richard, because he was so tight with my mother, he would help my mother to cook. And the problem was, the whole family would go there, including Amai. But Richard, Richard in a school drive. I think it missed his heart, otherwise they are Anyway, being the favorite of my mother, Tese were called in to go and fight. Takenda kumbakwacho, amai wakatuma message date, came running. Takenda mbakwatizo mbapacho, kwa kapuka nyama window, kwa karo wavanu. That's how tight the family was. Okay, so, um, uh, you know, trying to think of, um, you know, editing this episode with Kichi is quite hard because she's quite charismatic and um, her fighting spirit has come through as you've heard through the series. Um, this uh, song that we've added, Jambanja Pohotera, Jambanja is a colloquial slang term for a fight. So if you can think of like a schoolyard fight, saying fight, fight, it's a Jambanja. It's a fight. Um, and Pawatel is the hotel. And so we just thought that it would be just a nice way to weave in Kichi's fighting spirit um, with the fact that she used to go to hotels for dates and for clubs. And she was a fighter. So Jambanja Pawatel. If you understand Shona, you should definitely listen to the whole song because it's actually just a whole story. A saga. The, the yeah. song is a story. So, if you haven't yeah, heard it, story. look for it. Jamba Jabawatera by Marco Sibanda. The song Shungu by Andy Brown to me describes Kichi's talking about Skyline and, you know, that's kind of the music that was playing in those venues. Andy Brown was a popular yeah. Zimbabwean musician who lived during the 1980s and 1990s. And I think you have a personal story about Andy Brown. I do indeed. When he moved to Greendale, he was right behind our house. So, we grew up knowing him quite well. Um, and I mean, he passed away, but his legacy still lives on through his kids and through his own music. So, but may his soul rest in power and peace. 